0: That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do here on free,
1: free Talk Lives Matter.
0: <laughs> Indeed. It's Mark with you. And the captain. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. I'll give you the number here. It's 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. You can also go to discord.freetalklive.com. That's discord.freetalklive.com to sign up and and call in, and you'll sound great that way. But something I've been wanting to talk about here on Free Talk Live Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, it's uh, we are live from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time, seven days a week. Should you wish to talk, that's the time. So you may be hearing this show, and it is not between 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern time. Fact. Yeah, in which case, we are not live at that moment. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, if it's 7 to 10, we are live pretty much every day of the, of the week. And something that we've all been experiencing recently is this COVID-19 thing. So I know – the riots cured COVID 19. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did see masked rioters, so I don't, you know, it's a bit of an oxymoron at this point.
0: Right. If the four horsemen of the apocalypse showed up, we wouldn't know because they'd have to wear masks.
1: Right. Um, also, I want to mention that the people that are wearing masks, particularly at places of business, like this whole COVID 19 government lockdown bit has turned everybody into Kenny from South Park, where you can't really understand what he's saying. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I was ordering a sandwich today at a. Uh, National Sandwich Chain, I won't mention their name for, you know, they haven't paid us anything, so screw those guys, Uh, but uh, I had to reiterate my order, and then she would ask me stuff, and I'd be like, excuse me? And And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't understand what you're saying. (laughs) Uh, Like, it seems to me that nobody cares about the deaf and hard of hearing when it comes (laughs) to the government lockdown and the COVID-19, because all of the people who, you know, might need Braille or need to read lips to understand what people are saying have been totally discounted in this whole thing, and to me, that seems wrong.
0: One of my wife's best friends is deaf in one ear and quite close to deaf in another ear. And she reads lips. And she's very accomplished at it. I I mean, nothing stops her from understanding the things I say. But she's looking at my lips when when I say them. Right. And I can only imagine what it's like for her now in the new masked world. Yeah. It's got to be odd. So... Uh, yeah, What the, the thing I want to talk about is kids having to stay home from school. All right. Now, I think that this might be a very good idea, right? If you're talking about diseases, uh, the people who are going to spread them around the most are the ones who are probably least concerned about all the dirty particles and the bits and the viruses and the bacteria and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, the kids don't care. They don't. They're like, I just want to play on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And anybody who's sent their kid to nursery school or, you know, government school or private school or any place where the other kids are, you know how, what it's like between not sending them and sending them because they bring back stuff all the time. Yep. So closing down schools was probably a good idea, right? Like, let's not kill off
1: grandma because we're sending the kids to school. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a good tactic if, you know, it's warranted. And as far
0: as it goes, it may be now. Now we have been keeping my son out of uh, schools for a long time, but
1: He's, not because of the COVID thing. This is because you have a philosophy of homeschooling, right?
0: That's true. Now he has gone to uh, school for a portion of a year. Okay, but other than that, it was. It's been, it's been all been homeschooling. Was that homeschooling. like his
1: choice? Was he like, I want to go for a year? He see does. Like. Okay, yeah, and he likes
0: it. Um, that's cool. He likes school, but the COVID hit, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. And um, I, I mean, you know. Yes, when he was staying home from school, I'm like, I like this because he's not bringing home stuff from these other kids. You'd know which kid it was and you'd be like, oh, are you sick? Yeah, well, maybe playing isn't the greatest idea. I don't particularly want to get sick, even if it's not from a deadly pandemic. I just don't want to be sick. Thanks. And so the homeschooling had really worked for us. I'm a bit of an expert. I mean, I can't say that I'm, you know, super duper expert on homeschooling, Yeah, I think that this might be the moment in time because parents have all had to experience this. What is homeschooling like? At the very least, they know. Most people will say that homeschooling is a superior educational choice. I feel that way. Right. I mean, there's very few people that will say, no, no, you've got to send, send your kid to school for, uh, because they're going to get a superior academic education at a government school. Right. Especially a government school. Now, maybe you might say that about a private school, but government schools, people generally do not say that about. Uh, With a government school, they've got to take everybody, and you got the kids that don't want to be there, and the kids that don't want to be there monopolize the time of the educators, and Mm -hmm. the educators uh, can't (laughs) pay attention to the other kids. And Look, I realize that's not every government school out there, but if you look for the lowest-performing school for a given grade in a given geographic area— I'm sure that government schools, by and large, are the schools
1: that come out to be the worst. Well, and isn't it, uh, I think you bring it up frequently, one in four graduates, so not counting people who dropped out, but one in four graduates are functionally illiterate. Just about one in five. Yeah. One in five. Oh, okay. Right. In one some in districts, so it's 20%. as high as-
0: 20%. Yeah, 19 is the number.
1: Jeez, um, man.
0: In, in some districts, that's as high as almost 40%. So, two in five. (laughs) Wow. Um, And, uh, like, that's graduates. It's really important to point that out. These aren't the kids that ended up in prison
1: or dropped out. Right, yeah. You know, I don't know, skipped across the border or whatever the
0: heck heck they did.
1: (laughs) These guys got certificates and can't read.
0: Right. And that's pretty tough. Now, look, I'm not here to lambast the government school system. I can do it, and I'm good at it. But really what I'm trying to say is, is like, look, you know, your kids stayed home. What do you think about that whole experience? What was it like for you? Was it terrible? Because it might have been. Yeah. I can imagine it's tough having to stay home from, you know, like work from home and then homeschool from home. Now I've been doing it most of my life, but I my wife stays home too and she's a full-time parent. Um I, you know, I don't know how to describe that otherwise. Right. I mean, she's yeah. taking care of the kids, she's, you know, making meals and doing the house and all that other stuff. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious what it was like for people because the predictions are that we're going to see a lot more homeschoolers. Already, homeschooling goes up every year by a good number,
1: up to 8%, they yeah. say. I, I don't have any. I didn't have any in my show prep for the statistics on it. But I have read several articles that indicate that homeschooling you know, may be, a, I don't know, a natural byproduct of the lockdowns. Right. And that parents who have experienced it now have been like, oh, really? That's all there is to it? Oh, well, yeah, we can do this full time. No problem.
0: Well, here's the dirty, dirty little secret when it comes to homeschooling. There is no full time. Right. Right. I mean, government, uh, forget government, education Mm -hmm. institutions are basically babysitting services. Yes. Education doesn't take that long, especially right. when the kid's ready for that particular instruction. Right. So, if a kid's ready to learn addition and subtraction, you can teach them addition and subtraction relatively easily with very little time per yes. day. You know, consistency is good, but not you don't. You, they don't need to spend three hours per day on addition and subtraction. Right. They'll get what they're going to get when they're going to get it. Now, if they're not ready for addition and subtraction, you can pound that square peg through that round hole and get them to learn yeah. and it, when they do they'll have it but it was a lot of work to get there as opposed to waiting that year later or whatever it would take for them to get it and then in which case they just they just suck it right up right. and they understand completely and um, you know that's one of the little little tricks of the trade but mostly when it comes to homeschooling you can be done in an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Now, some parents are really and they want their kid to, you know, go to college at 13. Right. And I'm not saying that's not right for some kids. It's just, I mean, you know, if you're going to do that, you're obviously going to have to, uh, you know, shove more instruction into a smaller period of time. Right. But, I mean, you know, a lot of education is repeating the thing you did before and then adding on to it. And if you're focusing in one area or another, you can. You know, continue to add faster and faster, and the the evidence shows in the in the studies that homeschooling kids are generally ahead of their uh, regular schooled peers. Yeah, I was going to say for
1: our listeners that don't know, that's generally the case. They test higher in well almost every scholastic category of aptitude.
0: And now remember. The first thing people think of homeschooling is they think of socialization and they think of religious nuts. Right. Let's address that coming up here. Okay. The number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom, here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. It's Mark with you. And I am Groot.
1: (laughs) No, it's the captain.
0: Thank you, Groot. I just want to tell you about shop.freetalklive.com. At shop.freetalklive, you'll see links like uh, for Walmart and Newegg uh Free, Free Talk Live is the at the forefront of the liberty movement and as the biggest liberty oriented talk show in the world or giving you a platform to be heard on any topic. You get listener only specials there at shop.freetalklive.com without doing anything other than making an extra click. Visit shop.freetalklive.com, use the links there, buy whatever you're going to buy anyway. Take action now, save and support freedom. It's uh, shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Robert calling in from Charleston. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Yes, sir. I just wanted to say suggest that you're on the right track there as, as far as understanding students or children uh, learning, trying to learn. Uh, it's much better to do it in a smaller group, even independently, particularly for children that have, like, Asperger's syndrome because typically if they have ADHA and Asperger's syndrome, they typically have a smattering of this and a smattering of that and if they in addition to that, if they happen to be gifted children, um, they get they get bored, so they drift out. And if they and, and if their strongest uh, strength is creativity, then they have a tendency to use that creativity in combination with their brilliance to uh, completely avoid the classroom. In other words, they could be out in Bali, Bali for all the. And the teacher knows it, and the teacher will say, um, "In my case, she would say Robert." And of course, I would always know the answer because I knew that the, the last thirty seconds of whatever she said are stuck in a, in a short term memory. Yeah. So, and I always knew the answer. So you see, she couldn't say anything. All she could do is say. And, and very weakly, I could hear say something like this. <clears throat> in other words, damn, I can't say anything because he got the answer. And, 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 and if, you have a, if, you, if you have tutoring, that, that's not going to happen because it, the person who's tutoring you knows exactly where you, what your situation is and exactly where you are. And, 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 it, and it's geared especially to and you can move so much faster, especially for gifted children because the gifted children are going to be bored stiff and they're going to be out in Bali Bali land for sure. And, and, and they're just wasting their time, really, in that kind of classroom situation. Yeah, I
0: think that every um, um, and most kids have some specialized learning needs, right? Like, it's, it would be difficult to yes. say that children aren't unique, right? Nobody wants to hear that. Right. Uh, yes. And, and whereas school, any school, uh, public, private, it doesn't make a difference, uh, they must – you know, design the education. If there were three kids in the classroom, you have to design an, an educational plan for three different kids. But with a parent, they can step down for each kid, and they can say, "Okay, um, I know, we know where we're at." And I mean, who knows them better than the parent? Yeah, um, exactly. Also, the things is, a lot of people believe that they need to be excellent educators in order to you know do well with their kids. That's and, not true. Yeah. By elementary, all you're looking for is reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, middle school. I don't know. I really can't figure out what they're trying to achieve in middle school other than trying to avoid the kids getting criminal records. And then high school, things go in a whole bunch of different directions. But I'll say this about my high school the only thing, the only fact that I use, the only reality that I use from
1: high school is typing. And it was an elective. You bring up an interesting thing, Mark, about design. And before the Prussian school system, which is what is currently known as the public education system or the government education system here in the United States. Before that was instituted, uh, schools were largely run by communities uh, and they did really interesting things that actually assisted with individuals or individual needs when it came to learning. They had mixed grade classes. They mm-hmm. didn't separate everybody by grade. If if you were in a community and there were only two first graders, you went to class with second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way up to eighth, ninth, tenth graders. Sometimes. And what they would do is they would use the older kids to teach the younger kids. So if True. one kid showed an aptitude that was ahead of the rest of his, quote, class, unquote, they would pair them with, like, an older kid for one-on-one tutorial stuff. And this created relationships between the children it really did more for socializing than the government school system does right. now
0: I've never worked in an office where we were all 49 years old right you know like not one time has that occurred me so I'm not sure right. what grade level is intended to achieve so I get it to some extent
1: so by design you bring up the thing about design the Prussian school system is not designed to educate children individually what it is designed for is to educate factory workers on how to pull the levers and run the machinery in a very short period of time this is why this is where the whole rows of desks come from this is where the bells come from the classes all that kind of stuff it's designed to train obedient workers quickly that's all it is designed to do and that's the outcome that you get
0: it's certainly a uh it's certainly an institution robert
2: Yes, I, I don't think that the system is is, is is that specific. I mean, I don't believe for a second. Maybe maybe you see it that way, but I, I don't believe for a second that my teachers be, uh, were doing this because of state control or something like that. They in those days when I went to school, there was no it, it hadn't developed to that. I would agree with you on
0: that. that things uh, you know back then tended to be a little different, but now teachers really don't even have that much latitude. Every time I talk to a teacher, they complain. Um, you know, no child left behind is one of the first things out of their mouths. It,
1: Common Core is one of the you know one of the next ones out of their mouths. It has changed, but it certainly was a state-based education system that was mandated by the state. The curriculum has always been mandated by the organization known as the state.
2: May be true, but the other thing is, don't forget that, that the teacher has to. In addition to that, you know, that may be true in terms of the general content, and and, and even in those days, you're out, you're right for sure. But the other thing is that the teacher has to make sure that he or she changes. The, the, the type of teaching, in other words, the, the, the angle and also the direction, the direction from which it's coming, kind of. And then also the teacher has to make it fun. And it has to be a little competitive, too. And and, 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 and all that has to be mixed in. Otherwise, And otherwise. And because of the different learning styles of the children, um, you, you appeal to one learning style and then to another learning style and then to another learning style where one is more emotion oriented one is yep. more theoretically-oriented. If it isn't
0: fun, they're not going to learn. And right. that's for the, the truth, Robert. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Well, and let's go to Jerome okay. from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Yeah, uh, I just want to mention um, this thing about Drew Brees saying that he would never support someone that disrespects the flag. Did, uh, did Trump disrespect the flag when uh, he said that McCann was not a hero because he was captured? Okay, is that disrespecting the flag? I think he oh, says, guy has got five deferments. Is that to the flag?
1: Jerome, did you say Drew Brees? Yeah, yeah you so know the football NFL, NFL quarterback for the New Orleans Saints.
0: Okay, thanks for yeah. letting me know. Um, it, I, I think he apologized for that statement too, uh, to some extent, if it was t- uh, taken out of context or whatever. But
1: after he took a lot of heat.
0: After he took a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so what I would say is, is that yeah, um, I think that. McCain probably had the uh, the little leg up on Trump as far as patriotism goes, but, you know. A little leg up. Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't Five like patriotism. Uh, uh, to me, what but patriotism is, uh, Jerome, is liars and thieves hiding behind a flag.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, know,
0: Jerome. Think, how do
3: the people. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, no, go ahead, Jerome. Okay. No, I just wanted to say, how do the Trump supporters, they're so patriotic, and yet they stand behind a guy that had five deferments because of his daddy's money, and he's talking about making America great again. Isn't a part of making America great again as when America calls on you to serve, you say, "Here I am." Hey, I volunteered. Nobody, I didn't get drafted. Okay, I want. When I was 17 years old, I woke up one day and I told my mother, "I'm joining the military." You know, y'all can get y'all can get behind me, or y'all get out the way because when I make up my mind to do something. I'm going to do it. And Thank now, you for the call, I Jerome. Appreciate it.
1: I find it difficult to believe that a piece of cloth uh, has feelings
0: Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can talk about homeschooling, which is what we're talking about right now. Indeed. A lot of parents in the United States just got a taste of what homeschooling's like. The <laughs> How was your 60-day trial of homeschooling? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what uh, Jerome called in to uh, do his uh, little uh, Democrats are better than Republicans shtick, sch- and that's cool, too, if that's what you want to do. Intercoins team has spent the last decade helping communities release apps to unite their members and coordinate social activity. Now, communities can release currencies to coordinate economic activity, too. They represent a soft but voluntary power, encouraging people to spend the currency on local goods and services that accept it, or to support the community with small fees when cashing out unused coins. Towns already do this to battle globalism, and festivals can create an extended online community that transacts uh, on their own year-round. And that's incredibly valuable. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and here in the real world, and we think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important that FTL has accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. And if you think freedom's important, too, Check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. The CEO of Intercoin actually stayed at my house for the last three days, and so I'm really figuring out what's going on here with Intercoin. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it. Him, heard him on the show. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains, or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. That's spelled with an I. I-N-T-E-R. Intercoin.org. Intercoin.org. Let's go to the phones. Uh, This, by the way, is the Discord line that I mentioned earlier. And note how good it sounds. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: So I wanted to talk about uh, the divide and rule concept and how we need to all be on guard against that. Uh, If if you're looking at your own Facebook page and it looks anything like mine or your your feed, (laughs) you're going to see a lot of whining by uh, reopeners against... Black Lives Matter and vice versa, uh, and and, and the then there's stages. people just
0: you know taking shots at both of them. Right.
4: Yeah, but I mean, it's you know the early stages probably of the government trying to do what it did with the Tea Party and uh, Occupy, you know, turn them against each other, try and uh, get get people fighting each other. Uh, You know, no no matter how bad a protester is, they have to be pretty bad to be worse than the government. Right. I mean, they they have to basically uh, burn down a building every week or two to to make, you know, to to compare to what a bureaucrat, you know, the damage that a bureaucrat is doing by sucking up all the all the tax dollars from from the people. so it's just you know it it's important to focus on uh, the institution that's taking the money away from us, not not the ones that are just out protesting.
1: Right. The the basic strategy here is you've got a uh, one group carrying torches and another group carrying pitchforks, <laughs> and you know the <laughs> politician is sitting with his advisors, going, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do about these two groups with pitchforks and torches?" And the advisor says to him, "Look." you don't need to worry about it. All you need to do is convince the torch people that the pitchfork people are trying to take their torches away and the pitchfork people that the torch people are trying to take their pitchforks away.
0: Yeah, that's how. They, that's what government does. Yes. Government uh, divides, um, yes. especially the democratic sort of government. Right. is. is uh, any government needs an enemy. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not going to pick an enemy within. But um, sometimes it does. But a democratic government... Basically, needs to create two teams at the very least, mm. and you know if if your team isn't that great, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure which crooked old pervert is your favorite white, but he sucks. Crooked old <laughs> well, white pervert. Well, I, I have nothing, no particular problem with them based on their um, ethnicity, but you're correct; yeah. they both appear to be Caucasian, mm. <laughs> you know, and like they're remarkably similar. If you know if you think yours is better that's great but just understand that in all likelihood this is the game and this is how it works Dave Nothing to add Thank you for the call He did sound awesome Yeah yeah it's uh well, that's what that's what happens when you use the discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com that's discord.freetalklive.com So I said we were going to talk about homeschooling and specifically about a lot of people say that homeschooling, the big problem is religious stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, oh my God, there are a bunch of fundamentalists or whatever the term is. We homeschooled my son for years um, and homeschooled him recently. He was in school this year, but like everybody's kid, he came home and he's getting homeschooled over the summer. So, and in my opinion, everybody's homeschooled. Yes. You just don't realize it. Right. If you're not taking responsibility for your kid's education – like then, likely your kid's going to be one of those ones that the government schools graduate at twenty percent rate that are functionally illiterate. It's possible. Um, it certainly could happen. It's it, you've got no one to blame because the government isn't responsible. They may take responsibility. They love getting responsibility, but you know, working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know that's that's how it goes. So um, I did. I've looked this up and. The desire to provide religious instruction does seem to be strong in the homeschooling community, but it's diminishing greatly. It's gone from about 65% to about 50% of people who uh, claimed that this was one of the things that they wanted. And for the people that said that the most important reason that they uh, homeschooled, so there's, you know, reasons you homeschool mm-hmm. and the most important reason you homeschool. Okay. The reason I homeschooled was because. I believe that parents can provide a more custom um, educational experience. Yes. The desire to provide religious instruction is at 16%. Okay. So not the not highest high. number in the world. And, you know, if, if that was your biggest thing, you'd probably send them to a religious school anyway. Right. So, um, you know, this, this seems to be one of the arguments against homeschooling. The other one is socialization. I really just believe that this is, you know, basically something we've been trained to say Mm -hmm. because homeschooling kids don't just stay at home. They go to parks to play with other kids like recess. Yes, they. And by the way, government school doesn't do recess the way we did recess when we were kids. In many cases, these kids are getting very little to no recess anymore. And that's a shame. I'm not aware of that, but... It's I, the truth. I obviously don't have any kids either, so... It's the truth. Um, I, I like... I was getting recess in middle school. Yeah. Now, we'd go out and play football. There weren't... Yeah, recess I, was, was my favorite class, <laughs> if you will. But that's... It's not happening like it used to happen. Now, in many, the number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. If you've got a kid in elementary school and... They're not getting recess or getting less
1: recess than you got. I'd be interested in knowing about it. I like the um, uh, some of the charter schools that I've read about. Their approach to education is to allow the kids to find something that they're naturally inclined, naturally interested in and then use that interest to teach them well everything else. Right, well right? that's how
0: you have to do it. So because
1: if a kid kid looks around a room, picks up a guitar, okay well guess what, you need to know reading, you need to know some math, right, you need to have some physical dexterity aptitude that you develop right? you got to be you know, able to read
0: uh, words uh, Yeah. To,
1: you, know. All, you know, and so within that natural inclination uh, anybody can learn, you know, the basics and everything else within that. Within that you can learn history, right, the history of music, the history of the guitar, whom it, you can learn Construction, you can learn philosophy, you can learn all sorts of things, but it's really the child's natural inclinations that drive education. If you're not interested in a thing, you're not going to learn.
0: My son loves history. I love history, but I've got to say that history is probably not the most important subject. I mean, you know, you can read history once you learn to read. Yeah. You know, so you need a foundation there. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting and gets the kids to listen, and maybe they should know some important dates. Right now, we're working on some uh, presidential flashcards at my house. It's, it's cool to know the last, uh, you know, several presidents or something like that. But he knows more about presidents than I do. Who's the 26th president? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky to know the ones from uh, 39 on up. The number's 855-450-3733. We'll get your calls, too. You call 855-450-3733 here on Free Talk Live. Or use the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. I'm going to have history teachers calling in and berating me. (laughs) It's Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. It's Mark with you. And the captain. The number 855 450 3733. It's 855 453. For those of you who know anything about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you probably know that it was created just after the sort of uh, the Great Recession. Um, it was created in response to the Great Recession all the monetary problems, the banks that were too big to fail, the irresponsibility in Washington and Wall Street and these sorts of things. You know, there was protests all across America, but somebody, Satoshi Nakamoto, maybe that person, um, is that person, but we don't know. It's clearly a pseudonym.
1: He was motivated by the dumpster fire that was the, well, well, the, the economy. And, well, maybe... We're
0: going back into a recession. I'm not saying we are. I don't want to make that, uh, that claim. Uh, I, I don't want a recession more than anybody doesn't want one. Believe me, advertising is uh,
1: it's a leading yeah.
0: indicator. Um, I certainly
1: don't want one, but you know.
0: But uh, Bitcoin, it will probably do well, will, will most likely do well in the coming recession, if that's the case. And you need to find out more. You need. Do you know what Bitcoin Cash is? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't, You need to find out at Bitcoin.com. Go to Bitcoin.com. You can get all the latest news there. If you don't know anything, go to Bitcoin.com and click Getting Started. Just Getting Started, and you will find out with a course of, uh, I think it's five five one-minute videos or something like that, you'll find out everything there is to know about Bitcoin. And you can share those videos with your friends and family so they know, because I'm just thinking this is important. Let's go to Ron calling in from Daytona Beach, Florida. Ron, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hello there. Hey, what's on your mind? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I was hoping I wasn't over-modulating or You're you're
0: modulated a little bit, um, but...
5: Okay, I'll I'll, I'll keep the tone down somewhat. Okay. But anyhow, I was calling uh, to make a comment about the in-home, I guess, schooling or, or teaching or learning. Um, first of all, the people who, the people who are uh, probably who are going to be a parent or a guardian or whomever, first of all, they have to know more than the kid of the child. And hopefully they have more education than the kid. And that, uh, and I'm not trying to be uh, a, a comedian, but I hope that they have an above education themselves and that they can instill the value in the, in the child or the kid and, Like you guys mentioned before, and you do a great job, they have to make learning fun. You have to make learning fun, and the kid has to be ambitious and eager, willing to want to learn.
0: I what I found is is that especially young kids um, the younger the more this is true the younger they are the more they want to learn they may want to learn about something that you don't want them to learn about necessarily for instance my son would like to more learn learn more about Minecraft right now so (laughs) so I have to use that as an incentive to uh, get him to learn about things that I find to be more important but. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're always trying to suck up that energy. But I agree with you. Uh, fun it it's it's hard for a parent to be fun because you're there day in and day out, and you've got to you, you got to step away inside your mind, step back for a second, and say, "All right, we're gonna make this I mean, as fun I mean, as we can."
5: I'm sorry. No, go I, ahead. I'm gonna, okay, I want to say it briefly. I don't want to take too much of your time, even though I know you probably got two more hours. I'm 60 years old. When I grew up in the '60s. Uh, born in '59, I'll give you all the necessary, give you all the drink. When I grew up, the teachers made learning fun. And I got there, I have seven other four, siblings. Four of us out of eight, uh, were college graduates. We thank God. My God, my dad raised seven of us, and my mom was always there to behind my dad. We were going to go to school. Now, I'm just kind of like, uh, I got off it a little bit, but in the home, Is a good idea, but always think I said give the give them some motivation and give them some um, you know you know give them a push you know not necessarily push them out the the door so to speak but give them a drive and determination and make it fun learning. You guys do a great job and uh, I'm listening all the time and. uh, have a great night. Thanks Thanks for the call, thanks, Ron. Thanks.
1: The The only thing I wanted to say is that I might slightly disagree with something that Ron said. Really? Well, he said that in order for children to be taught a thing, the person doing the teaching must know more than the child. And I slightly disagree with that. And I say slightly because I, I haven't quite worked through it in my mind yet. But take something like sports, right? Uh, Can a coach throw a football? As far as you know, the guy playing quarterback. No, No. the coaches don't have to be able to do the thing to teach the thing, right? And I think the same thing kind of applies, right? The person doing the teaching needs to be able to guide that person appropriately on their learning journey, but they don't necessarily need to know more about well any specific topic.
0: I might be I might give that to you. So there are certainly instances where I'm learning with Jack. um, You know, he got really into the planets and solar system. And, and to some extent, stars and those sorts of things. After that, mm. I I don't know. I didn't know that uh, most of this stuff. A
1: little weak on astronomy, right? Right. Yeah. right. I mean, sure. I can't
0: name the forty-seven different moons of uh, of Saturn. Right. Whatever. I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, astronomers. Uh, astronomers, <laughs> um, you know. But. Jack was working on it, you know, like he yeah. would. he could talk
1: intelligently about Europa and places yeah. like this. I didn't know that much. about. Were you able to guide him successfully through his learning journey about this topic? Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it all it all worked out. Yeah. So but uh, I think that Ron uh, what I what Ron's main point was is two parents at home and one and at least one of them setting expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be hugely powerful. And
1: again, slightly disagree. And I only say that because I think you do need to be a good coach to guide somebody on the journey of learning.
0: Let's go to Alex Cullen from Myrtle Beach. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, uh, well, I I beautiful day down here with my dogs running around out in the country by a pond and lake. and And I heard Jerome and just quickly about Jerome. Remember, Jerome, he's also a, a caller celebrity on the sports shows down here. Yeah, but, I, he you know. said he
0: got banned from some station or another. Free Talk Live, we try not to do that. And Jerome has always brings a different uh, opinion to the table than I've got. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have him. Yep. It's fine.
6: Yeah, well, there's two sports shows. One he's banned, one he's not. But anyway, <laughs> your topic, yeah, seriously, but your topic really hit a, uh, a nerve with I. Uh, quickly, I'll get you this quickly. Uh, I, I went through a lot of different public schools. My father was a medical, a professional. Uh, private Pat always had financial problems. Always went to public schools, different ones. We move around. Never, I would say, not really good schools, but they're public and maybe occasional private, but not a good one. Uh, up until my first year of high school, I was always going to different schools. Uh, and then, quick story short, I ended up going to a major university here in the South, a good school. Uh, and, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like anybody, I went to college. My father got me in basically. Uh, and then I, I changed my major three or four times. I, I said, well, I want to get into the business school and getting to be at the business administration school. You have to take the, uh, uh, have a get the, uh, uh, college level, uh, college algebra, and then you had to take calculus for business administration, social studies too. Anyway, I went through these, long story short. I was also working at the same time. So, uh, the teacher i got someone recommended this guy he's a high school teacher local high school teacher who taught at night so i took this class to at night and long story short i never could i could never do fractions anything All mm. uh, uh, fr- fr- all kind of math i could i could never do growing up and i went to a good high school actually yeah uh, i followed a good fractions high school in are california awful. In they family. don't do them in europe <laughs> I went to a. I thought it was a good high school in California. My parents were born, so I went to Southern California, and I, the teachers would teach me nothing. So I always thought I was bad math. So anyway, this teacher, so I went, to – I took to, uh, the first class, college algebra, and then he taught. He started from the ground up. One plus one, two. What's two to the third power? Two to the fourth power. One over four. Four over one. How do you subtract, divide fractions? How do you multiply decimals? Point oh one. Point oh And he explained it. And then I took the um, the calculus the next semester, and I got B plus. I got to be in both of them before the end, and I found I'm good at math. And I should be honest, I had a, quickly. My, I had an uncle who was a pilot in the airport.
3: Mm-hmm. and I You had to thought, be good at math, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, I always thought but I always thought I was bad at math. My parents never took any interest in my learning. My, both my parents went to college. And, they never took, and this is my learning at all, ever. Well, what you're pointing no, out here, I Alex,
0: like- is that you know a, an excellent teacher, or one of these really high-level teachers, they are they are giants in their uh, their field. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of people out there in every field that are just pikers doing the thing, right? But these ones that can really, really do it, we, they have to stick out in our minds. They're so important to us, and it, you know it's great. Thank you for the call, Alex. do appreciate it. The number, 855-450-3733. It's eight fifty-five, four fifty, free. I'm surprised you'd need calculus for business, though. I'm just, you know, what would you use?
1: I say this all the time, but when I went to school, my teachers told me you can't rely on the calculator because you'll never be able to carry a calculator with you wherever <laughs> yep. you go. So you need to learn this. And then it turns out technology has provided me with this device. I do carry a calculator
0: in my pocket. I'd like every to point out, Miss Kane,
1: day. that I do in yep. fact. Yeah, same that. to
0: you, Miss Seacard. I love you, but yeah, you were just wrong on this one. Sine, cosine, and tangent. I remember the song she taught us about (laughs) trigonometry. The nerds proved you wrong. (laughs) Free Talk Live, 855 450 3733.
7: Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer to peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, For everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.
5: Free Talk.
1: That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. If
0: it's from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, like I said, it's Free Talk Live, so call it and talk. And to prove that we'll talk to anybody here on Free Talk Live, we have ART calling in from a correctional facility, I believe, in Michigan. ART, are you, are you Michigan? Oh boy, did I push the wrong button? A R T, can you hear me now? Check, check. Oh, there you go. This is the problem with uh, letting noobs run the uh, run the phone system. I, I I apologize. There you go. Let's go to Pat Collinan from Thunder Bay, Michigan. Pat is not incarcerated. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. What is going on here?
8: No, I'm free, white, and over 21. <laughs> <laughs> What's are, you, are you really yeah, free, uh, though? <laughs> well, uh, close as I can get to it. I've been yeah. off the grid for 15 in the last 20 years. Oh,
0: okay. That's I'll impressive. That. What's All on your right,
8: mind? Um, yeah, well, you guys rock. And uh, about 20 years ago, I had to... Uh, I was a single parent at the time. I married the the daughter of the son of Sam, evidently. But, uh, so I ended up raising my two kids by myself. And, uh, of course, I got to work to feed them because I'm not the food stamp kind of guy. (coughs) Excuse me. But, uh, so anyway, yeah, my 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 son was a little uppity in what you call junior high or middle school or you know, those preteen pubescent years. He got a little, uh, too uppity for the school system yeah so they kicked him out and uh, i was forced to homeschooling mm. while i still had to work right well they send me these uh you know lessons and such through the mail and i'd put them in my file cabinet and lock them up but they're no safer than your grandpa's liquor cabinet if a smart kid wants to get into it he's going to get into it so there ended up being inevitable cheating right okay so uh Basically, I guess what I'm going for is if you're going to do this, you have to have adequate supervision. I suppose that's true. Even if the kid's old enough to where he should be responsible, you have to – People cheat. Yeah. People right? cheat. It, it's the nature of the beast.
1: But sometimes they learn while cheating too. Mm. I mean, how did the <laughs> like the Native Americans teach their children? They didn't have an institution, you know. Many how, of them you,
0: didn't have a written language.
1: It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like yet they still learned how to, you know, fashion arrowheads and make bows and, you know, accuracy, right? You know, they they did them accurately and hunted successfully Practice. and you know, all that kind of a thing. So, you know, learning is a natural thing, right? It happens throughout your lifetime. It is true. If you stop learning at any point in your life, then, you know, I think you're probably close to dying, right, if you if you stop learning.
8: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want well, to be I, a...
1: Go I, ahead, Pat. I,
8: I started taking him on jobs just because I'd had no babysitter. Like I nice. said, I was a self-employed man, you know, at like five, seven years old. So uh, he learned, and uh, he, he met some awesome people, and they loved him and babysat him, and He might have got cobbled a little little too much sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's like taking the cutest puppy you ever had to the (laughs) work site. Everybody's going to go, ooh.
1: Basket (laughs) full of
0: puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call, Pat. Appreciate it. The number's 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Elvis calling in from, also from Michigan. Elvis, you're on Free Talk Live. Elvis is in Michigan?
9: Yeah, we're in Holland, Michigan, along Lake, Michigan, we're 25 miles west of the hallmark home- farm of Gerald L.R. Ford, our great president, and uh, I'm an educational psychologist. A lot of kids uh, should be rewarded, uh, they should learn, they should give them money when they get A's and B's, and there should be more uh, health education and uh, practical things like auto mechanics. I call it a as opposed to a curriculum. And no. Anyways, a lot of kids here in Michigan are getting sick because they don't get enough fresh air, and they're taking away a lot of the uh, recess time, and uh, they need the fresh air and exercise in order to develop a healthy body. So that's just my comment. We really enjoy your program here. Oh, I think you're
0: absolutely right. I have a question, though. I can't remember what the author's name is, but there was some some book called, like, Killed by Rewards or something like that that claimed that you shouldn't do rewards in education, and I Mm. can't remember the, the, the author's name.
9: Okay, well, I the students should uh, graduate with money in their pocket so they can yep. uh, achieve success. So, thank you. Have a good night. Thank, thank you, Elvis. Thanks
1: for the call. Elvis you know, has left the building.
0: Elvis has left the well, at least the phone line. Right. Um, I have to agree with Elvis on this one. I uh-huh. I can't remember what the uh, the book was or anything like that, but basically, it stated that uh, rewards don't work and. I have to say that maybe that's true for some kids.
1: I can't admit. I mean, I know government isn't great at incentivizing appropriately. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, government programs incentivize inappropriately for what they purport to want to accomplish. right. Uh, but the rest of the human race in every other area outside of you know government institutions, Operates on incentive. Your job operates on incentive, right? Once you you know get out of school, uh, your family operates on incentive. You know, all your other relationships are basically incentive based.
0: Um, right. We use sometimes we'll use money if if Jack's trying to. Earn money to get I'm not something.
1: talking specifically about money. Incentive, Incentive as a thing doesn't right. have to be cash. It doesn't have to be money.
0: But cash is nice because you it can focus in a bunch of different directions. So yes. Jack wants to get some money to put together for a particular thing that he is trying to purchase that I will not purchase for him on his own. Because we buy one Christmas present and one birthday present, mm-hmm. and that's how we do it. Right. Um, so, and, and, you know, for those of you out there that think I'm a terrible parent for doing it, that's just fine. Uh, we all do things differently. And uh, he... But when when it comes to a class, say a class he's taking, right now it's typing. Now, Mm. I could purchase a typing curriculum. I could hire a typing tutor. Or I could give Jack a little bit of money Mm. and save 90% (laughs) by giving him a small amount of money in order to get him to type. And then he gets some money to do the thing. And so I don't think it's the, the worst idea in the world. And it's always worked for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm careful with
1: it. But. I, I know of parents who do other things, right? Like uh, a, a kid's a fan of a certain sport. They're like, hey, okay, well, if you get this done and or you accomplish this goal, then we'll buy you tickets to go see this sports team or whatever. Yeah. That kind of a thing. So incentives don't necessarily have to be cash. They have to be something that motivates the person in question.
0: Agreed. Let's go to John, calling him from Delaware. John, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, I just wanted to say, I know what the, the government's good at. The government's good at sowing seeds of separation so it can keep its gross power over us and it's disgusting what they're doing right now and i'm about sick and tired of being called a white supremacist man what they got going on right now is gross what they're doing is they're trying to separate all of us and cause so much division in this election year that they ruined donald j trump it's just another tool in their basket of negative darkness that they pull out to try and ruin this guy, man. It's gross, it's disgusting, and it's sickening, man. Are you guys white supremacists?
0: I am not a white supremacist. No, I'm a I'm Because a that's the narrative
10: that, that, that the puppet masters would like to spin for everybody right now, man. Instead of moving forward, guess what we're doing? We're going to move right on backwards because that's what they tell us we're going to do. Just like keeping us locked in our houses for three months to kill the economy that this guy built. These people are sick and gross and something needs to be done because I'm sick and tired of being called a white supremacist. Okay?
1: Okay. Thank you for the call, John. Appreciate it. I I do want to say that he, at the top of his commentary there, he said, I'll tell you what the government is good at. And like evidence- would suggest that government is good at a couple of things. At separating people. Uh, And then he took a side. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes. And
0: that's kind of, I mean, you know, I get, this is one of the difficulties of saying we should all be unified. We should all be unified under my philosophy. is basically what people mean, myself included. Right? I believe in the philosophy of freedom. Which means that you can vote for Trump or Biden or whomever you want to vote for. It doesn't matter to me. um, But... I do believe that you should be able to do what you want so long as you don't harm other people. But I also believe that your weird neighbors should be able to do what they want so long as they don't harm other people. And that gets a little strange. This is where you and I agree. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Free speech matters. Talk live, call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark
1: with you and the Reverend Captain Kickass.
0: For those of you who are wondering, wondering, uh, our main, sh- you know, first chair host Ian, uh, normally sitting in this seat. Not that I haven't plenty. And Captain Kickass, you you run uh, what night? Over Monday, Monday, evenings. Monday nights. I do Sundays, mm-hmm. and Ian generally does Saturdays. Ian is the guy who came up with the idea of free talk live i was on the very first show though so i think you can call us founders and yeah he's tonight he's out uh doing some activism in nashua that he wanted to uh participate in and you well, know you know good luck to you pal the number eight five five four five zero three seven three three want to talk to you about divi now we've talked to you about cryptocurrencies like bitcoin and that sort of thing divi is a a newer younger cryptocurrency and their intention is to make it so easy that well they say grandma can use it so check out divi project that's divi divi project.org and you can find out more about what they're doing to in order to make things easy but they're they've got right now in beta working on this wallet then in the The intention is, and what's happening right now, is you're going to be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital currency right in your wallet in seconds. You'll be able to send money around the globe with only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and government currencies right in the mobile app. Withdraw directly to your bank account. And because of their relationship with Western Union, uh, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. Learn more about Uh, the whole project at D-I-V-I, org. Let's go to Liz calling in from Amarillo, Texas. Liz, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
11: Hi, thanks for taking my call. You are welcome. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about what you talked about in your opening about these people that don't speak up. And I also, there's another thing. When you're giving out an address for something and people are listening, I'm sight impaired. I'm 81 years old Uh and I'm sight impaired and I have a little bit of hearing loss. So I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I think some of us do anyway. And, you know, uh, don't just give a email address. We don't use computers. We can't see them give a phone number with all the numbers, not, well, not yours. You know, you do it and you say free and then you say three, seven, three, three,
3: right. which
11: is perfectly acceptable, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but some don't. And then there's no way that I can look on my phone. And get the letters and the numbers.
0: I can totally I understand why somebody wants to get, um, you know, a, a number that's like nine five. Call 95 radio. Right. I can see why they would want to yeah. do that. One
1: eight hundred flowers. These are called vanity well, yeah. numbers.
0: Yeah, one eight hundred flowers is an yeah. excellent example. Yep. But exactly. I can't spell out. The new phones don't even have that anymore. <laughs> right. I know. I
11: know. Mine yep. does not.
0: I think so, you're absolutely right, to, Liz. People need to give the yeah. telephone number. They need to give it more than once in ads. If you want people to call, you're going to have to give it more than one time. I think you're you're yep. 100% right. And, uh, you know, the, the radio's full of people who are uh, sight impaired. Yeah. Because this is their entertainment. Don't forget, um, and and basically all of us are hearing impaired over time. We are all wearing headphones and it just, you know, if you wear headphones, it, it, it diminishes hearing. Thank I'm, you for the call, Liz. I really well, appreciate well, hang, it. Hang on,
1: hang on, Liz, I have, I have oh, a question. You have a question for Liz? Yeah. I'll bring
0: her back on the air. Liz, you're back on the air.
1: Are you still okay. here, Liz? Okay, thank you. I, I just had a yes. question for you. Um, so uh-huh. since you are, you know, self-admittedly sight and hearing impaired, have you interacted with people wearing masks, and have you had difficulty with that?
11: Yes, can a lot. You,
1: can you describe, like, a, an instance?
11: Well, yes. Like, for instance, Wednesday, I had to go to my rheumatologist. And of course, she was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. Uh And I I had to keep asking her to repeat what she was saying. Yep, Yep.
12: I
3: have have the same
1: thing. I, I was at Home Depot of all places, just buying some stuff for the house and the, uh, the checkout person wearing the mask behind the plexiglass, and, mm-hmm. and as a musician, right. my ears are kind of toast anyway, and so right. she's all, hey, you're
8: just, you're just, you're just, you're just...,
1: and I'm like, excuse me, and she's all, Hah, uh, Hah. Uh, huh. so yeah. yeah.
11: Yeah, well, I was a disc jockey on the radio for a year or so, and then I also did it freelance for VFW and American Legion, and. I had to wear headphones, too, so I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for your service, Liz. Well,
11: thank you. It was my husband that did the service.
0: Well, ho, 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 um, ho, that being on the radio (laughs) is so important. You're providing uh, – it's a real job, Liz. (laughs) At least I like to think so. It
11: really is. (laughs) It really is. And another thing that I've got that I hate is these people on TV – these little girls—they have these real high pitch voices, and you can't understand a word they say.
0: Yeah, there was a time and there's the- when you could, when a woman's voice was supposed to be a little lower, so you could get it, and like women would practice having a lower voice and that kind of thing. That time is gone. Yeah, I don't know what happened yeah. and what Amen. they're trying to ach- to achieve yeah. now. Um, I I don't get it. Look, I I realize at forty-nine years old, I don't get those kids anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> thank
11: well, you for. What the- about, and what about the ones that talk through their nose?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, the ones Can that talk like this. Can you understand them? <laughs> they'll talk backwards. They'll oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll talk while they're right inhaling. Now. I yeah. can't understand what they're doing. <laughs> I
11: know. I know.
1: Thank
0: you for yeah, the call, it's, Liz.
11: It's really a mess.
0: Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. it's nice to talk to a broadcaster. Yeah. Eight, uh, five, wait, wait, is that a sexist remark, a broadcaster? Caster, indeed it is. <laughs> Do my best. Thank you. The the number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. We're talking about homeschooling because I think a lot of people are facing homeschooling right now. Basically, every parent in America became a homeschooler overnight in is it March?
1: Yeah, March. March 13th is what I call the day. The day I realized that the world had changed.
0: Yeah, my wife was in the air traveling from uh, Sarasota, Florida, to the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, where I was staying with my son. And when they, la- you know, when they took off, everything was fine. When they landed, everybody was going nuts. And by the time we left there, it was—I uh, mean, there was lockdowns, restaurants were closed, yeah. even small businesses were already starting to go out of business at that point. The ones that were hanging on the edge, yeah, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, lots of things happened. There was
1: some concern here whether or not you were going to be able to make it back here for whatever event was coming up that was eventually canceled, that Free Talk Live was supposed to be at, that kind of thing, how yep. we were going to rotate hosts and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it created a, a bit of consternation.
0: And, you know, parents are stuck at home, in many cases, having to work and homeschool at the same time, trying to get kids of a whole variety of ages and different ages and different personalities provides a whole different uh, set of uh, ways to deal with it, right? You got to come up with ways to deal with it, whatever it might be. And I'm curious, what was it like for you? 855 450 3733. Great question. It's 855 450 free here on Free Talk Live. At my household, we've been homeschooling for a long time, and my wife was prepared for it and knew what to do. I've got to tell my son that he can't come into my office, but that's really the only yeah. change for me. Free talk Live, 855-450-3733.
7: Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections. Without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer to peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture one that's as secure as Bitcoin, while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.
0: It's Free Talk
1: Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend. But really, I'm not actually your friend, but I am.
0: What is that song That from?
1: It's uh, They Might Be Giants, Birdhouse oh, yeah, in Your Soul.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they, they Might Be Giants. I like them. Um, the number, 855-450-3733. It's 855 450 If you're trying to call in on the studio lines and I don't know what I'm doing, I'm sorry. I think I have it figured out. <laughs> 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 we don't use that thing very often, that particular gizmo there. And, uh, um, you know, I'm usually sitting in your
1: chair. Captain. Hey, you don't have to apologize to me. Uh, we all experience this thing called technicalities.
0: Yes, we do. Let's go to the phones, though. We can solve some of these problems. We'll talk to Tom calling in from Kansas. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hello.
13: Yes, good evening. I love the show, and I'm calling from Kansas. Uh, we out here in uh, Salina.
2: Hello
13: uh the county south of us McPherson had a public range uh, where you could practice with your firearm. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm.
13: and it was closed down uh more than a year ago. You could go there uh you know with a rifle or a handgun and shoot, you know, bring your own target and it was free and it was closed down due to vandalism. Yet the uh, police department, the Salina is building a private range for them and it's costing over five million dollars.
0: Five million dollars. Well, I guess it's an indoor range, I presume.
13: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And they have a range uh, west of the uh, town of Salina that them and the sheriff used outside. And uh, they're still using it. But, you know, once this place is built, uh, they're not going to let the public use that range there. So we're we're you have to join a private indoor range. I mean, there's one around here, but they have all kinds of rules. Like, uh, if you want to practice uh, holstering and unholstering your gun, you can't.
1: Right, right.
0: Right. A lot of ranges just don't like that holstering and unholstering thing for no. whatever reason. Yeah. I don't. Yeah.
1: I, I presume it's a safety but issue. Correct me if I'm wrong, either of you. Yeah. Uh, is it not true that, at least philosophically, the uh, the new range that the police department is building is a public range it's built with money they've taken from the public right and so if you're part of the public philosophically you should be able to walk in and just use it right now they're using your money yeah
14: (laughs) that's true i would just go
1: there and be like i want to use the range today (laughs) i'm here to use the
0: range that i paid for yeah get out of here citizen thank you for the call tom appreciate it i i know what it's like um it you know you you get to Comfortable using a particular range, that range is public, whatever. Um, and then, you know, the powers that be decide, man, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. And yeah. this is one of the reasons so many people out here in New Hampshire run private ranges for their friends mm-hmm. on their own property. Yep. It doesn't take much uh, when you're out in the country, just basically you need a berm. Yep. Um, you know, people need to be careful and stuff, but,
1: you know, but hopefully it's, it's hopefully a conversation no, that I try to have with, we'll call them statists. When they point out something where the state does something like close down a public facility and then build their own private one just for them, the question is implied by the caller here. Well, why didn't they just take that $5 million and sink it into the public range and the police and the community could both use it? Right. That's the implied question. Well, because the,
0: it's a it's a small club and you're not in it. That's, that's, that's right. Why.
1: <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's because the reason. they're part of the just us system and you're not part of us. That's right. Let's go to David calling in from West Virginia.
0: David, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: How you guys doing tonight?
0: All's well. What's on, on your mind?
9: Well, I just uh, I listen to you guys from time to time whenever I'm driving around. And uh, I, it surprises me that you guys don't bring up the Libertarian Party or the, the fact that they nominated a woman for the first time. Talk about Trump. Talk about Biden. Complain about them. But here's an intelligent woman who... Could possibly be a better choice, and you guys don't even mention it. we, we, we it yeah, Joe Jorgensen it
1: joejorgensen2020.org? We actually had her on the show.
9: Yeah, Friday. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. it's all right.
0: Um, look, I, I mean, go you listen, listen when you listen.
1: Yeah, go listen to our archives and, and grab that show because it was good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm probably I ex- excited yeah. about Joe Jorgensen as you are, David. I didn't know anything about the lady uh, before the nomination. I was kind of a uh, kokesh Hornberger, uh, vermin supreme kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll take any of these guys, but I know them. I hadn't met Joe, but once all I really had to hear was that Joe Jorgensen was Harry Brown's running mate in mm-hmm. 1996. And that was plenty Which is for What me.
9: introduced me to the to, to the uh, Libertarian Party, the, the convention when he when he took his uh, acceptance speech. I Harry, it was amazing, yeah, um, yeah, Harry Brown, yeah.
0: So Ian calls himself a Harry Brown Libertarian. Yep, um, and. I think that he was the best thing that happened to the party, and the idea that Joe Jorgensen pops up here on the radio radar and becomes the nominee so quickly and easily in twenty six in twenty twenty after so many problems, so many uh, uh, Repub- Republicans basically that uh, were you know got nominated as libertarians, and uh, many people in the libertarian party didn't like it. Look, I liked Gary Johnson. I still like Gary Johnson, but. Uh, you know, not everybody was excited about it. Joe Jorgensen, she's got a great pedigree. She's a doctor uh, of psychology. Uh, I think she's a professor, and uh, she'd yeah, make she, a fine uh, president.
9: She's a lecturer at Clemson.
0: Yeah, she's 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 not a crooked old pervert, and <laughs> exactly. which is what your choices are probably going to be. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want better choices for president, you need to stop making the same old choices. If it's hard for you, if you're like, but but my vote matters, it's so important, I really don't like that other guy, whomever that other guy is, and so I have to vote for this crooked old pervert because that crooked old pervert might get in. Remember, your state is its very likely a foregone conclusion. If you live in New York... Your state, all the delegates in your state are going for the Democrat. Mm-hmm. If you live in California, all your delegates are going to the Democrat. If you live in Texas, all your delegates are going to the Republican. If you live in uh, Utah, you know, like, you, you know the you know the drill. Forty states out of there are a foregone conclusion. Why would you care about whom you vote for in that state? I mean, if
9: you're but in that's, Utah, that's my argument to everybody I speak to about Joe Jorgensen. They complain about Biden. They complain about Trump. And I say, here's an option. Just try it. And they said, well, they just no chance if she gets elected. I said, it doesn't matter. What, what difference does it make at this point?
0: Right. I mean, you don't know what the results are going to be on November the 6th or whatever the date is. I don't know. Um, you know, so you got to vote for your heart. I mean, if God standing before you and asking you for whom to vote and you're like, well, i got to take the lesser of two evils, so I picked this old pervert, God. I mean, really, is, is, that, is that the cleanliness of the soul you wish to show? Yeah, I, I voted
9: for Gary Johnson last time. Uh, there's no way I could vote for, for Trump or, or Hillary in that last election, so I voted for Gary Johnson. This time I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen. I call out to everybody in the country, we need to change the – the dynamic in this country enough with this yep. uh Republican garbage.
0: Right. And stop complaining if you're going to do the same old thing over and over again.
1: Well, insanity exactly. is doing I the agree. same thing over and over with expecting different results. So, if you're voting and you're not getting the results that you want, I urge you to introduce yourself to the results of government and the results of any party involved no matter you know what party you're going to affiliate yourself with because the results are really what matters right and that's how i measure right so what are
0: what results are we talking about
1: so the results to me are what has the libertarian party accomplished in its entire existence
0: they've gotten a few reps here and there they've gotten some uh, city council people but i think what they really do is they provide an alternative to people who don't want to vote for the crooked old pervert yeah. um i can go that 50 states in all likelihood will have 50 states for the libertarian party and you will have an alternative so you cannot say that while well, you know yeah, my vote doesn't matter, or whatever. You can Your, your vote can matter, should you wish it to.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i a little different than both of you guys. I just choose not to play the game, because the game itself is insane and doesn't give me any results. The game is insane, but it will play you, whether you play it or not. That's a fact. Thanks for the call, David.
3: Hey.
0: Oops, sorry, a little too soon. <laughs> Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's free talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your
1: mind. It's Mark with you, and I want to be Anarchy. <laughs> Sorry, it's a oh, that's uh, Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah, well, song. yeah, and then Megadeth covered it later. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. Well, they, they changed it to, to yeah. Anarchy for the USA,
0: right? As opposed to Anarchy for yeah, the right, UK. Right, yeah, makes sense. Well, um, liberty minded people are going to be showing up at Fork Fest this year. Indeed. At uh, Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire. And yes, this is happening. So it is starting in late June will be the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And then immediately following will be the will be ForkFest. That's from the June 29th through July the 5th. But you can show up early, go to PorkFest. It's great fun. You can go to uh, forkfest.party to find out more. There will be fireworks displays and people doing independent stuff
1: and be lots of fun. I mean, all of the live... All of the festivals, all the live performances of any variety, all of the arts, uh, all of the summer fun has all been canceled. This seems to me like the only thing that's going to go on. So if you're in need of getting out, if you're in need of your camping fix, if you're in need of hanging out with a bunch of fun people who put stuff on just for this festival, then I think you should show up and party with the captain. That's Well, that's right. Uh, so Pork Fest starts June the 22nd and
0: then uh, that goes on to the June the 28th and you should check it check their website out at porkfest.com and then forkfest.party is the uh, the festival that comes right afterwards it's a fork of porkfest so forks and pork tend to go together pork i call is, it pork and fork yeah that's right so pork in this case is spelled with a c uh, there you go so porkfest excuse me forkfest.party let's go to van calling in from south carolina van you're on free talk live
15: Hey, how y'all doing, man?
0: All's well. What's on your mind?
15: Uh, yeah. I remember listening to you and uh the other guy, Ian? Y- you're from Sarasota, right?
0: Uh, we are Florida? originally from Sarasota, indeed.
15: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Did so you, you listen in, in Sarasota? Yeah, I did.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What, what station? What you all
15: got beat up by the cops or something? Uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah I, mean, I got beat up by the cops down there too. But look, I'm not anti-cop, man. I'm, I'm a libertarian, but you know we need cops. I don't no, understand. No, like we need we no need
1: security. Copy. We don't no, need no, 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 the organization. No, please of
15: police. let me finish, sir. Sure, sure. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. Um, whoa, defunding of cops. You guys up in New Hampshire now? Beautiful. I was up there when I was a kid, but. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I love small – the government's way too huge. I understand that, man. But I got grandkids, okay, and they live in Virginia, and they're taking away their guns in Virginia. And I might sound like a nutball. I'm not, man. No,
0: I hear they're taking okay? away guns I, in Virginia, yeah.
15: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Who's yeah. going to take them? And, 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 uh, no, 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 please let me finish. Now, and then they're going to defund the police? so what we got vigilantes man how y'all gonna handle it i not not you all i don't know don't get me wrong but i remember you guys man like like 20 years ago down in sarasota you're like whoa i got busted i remember your show (laughs) i'm not i'm not (laughs) sure what
0: incident we're talking about here but uh you know
15: no i got busted down there too though but i remember yeah you used to have a show in sarasota florida what station were you listening on do you remember I can't remember, man. Okay. It was uh, it was an AM thing, I believe. Oh, AM? But so,
0: yeah, we were on a couple of AMs, uh, 1220 and 1280 down there in Sarasota. Did you just rediscover yeah. the show recently? Yeah, it sounds like it.
15: No, no, I listen to you guys all the time. Okay, great. I'm just worried about um, no police, man. Sure, let me address it, Van, if I could. What's
0: Yep, I I will address it. Thank you. Uh, So hold the line there. Um, Yeah, so when it comes to uh, police here on Free Talk Live, we are pro-freedom every issue, every time. And the supposition is is that any service that's worth having is a service worth paying for. Mm -hmm. And that different people need different levels of service. So depending on where you live and what uh, your lifestyle is like and what you do, maybe you need a small level of uh, policing. Maybe you need a large level of policing. And currently what we have is a socialized police system that policing is paid for by whatever taxes the municipality collects, usually. Sometimes Takes. it's the state. And maybe it's the size of your house. I mean, do rich people need more policing than poor people or do poor people need more policing than rich people? I don't know, but the people who use services are, should be the ones who pay for them yes. is the way I see it. So you know, maybe you want to save money on security services by having better locks. Maybe you like the idea of somebody coming by. I always like it when the cops drive by my house. I'm like, huh, things are things are feeling a little safer here. But I live in a really safe neighborhood, and basically, the cops in my town are speed checkers. Now, speed, uh, you know, speed limits can be enforced very easily with now with little radar signs that spit out tickets and th- those sorts of things. I'm not advocating for it. In fact, what I believe is is that most speed limits are set too low. For fundraising purposes. But if everybody got a ticket that went 45 in a a zone that should be 65, then they likely would advocate a lot harder with their local government rather than one out of every 10,000 getting a ticket.
1: Sure. I mean, within that context. But I have to disagree. I do not feel safe whenever a police person is around. In fact, I feel less safe. If, If there's a police person behind me in their police car i don't think I likes do that. not feel safe. I don't like cops like that <laughs> if, if i'm if I'm just having a burger in downtown Keene with some friends on a Sunday afternoon and officer so and so walks by i n s up I do not feel more safe when I see the squad cars that, uh, you know, have been souped up. They're, you know, driving, like, the latest version of the Dodge, whatever it is, with the Magnum, whatever. I don't know what they're, what they they're do look driving, zippy, but, yeah. yeah, you know, they've got the the latest and greatest, and, you know, that's generally the sign of the bad guys, is that they have the best stuff, at least according to movies, anyway. I almost never feel more safe. I can't think of a time that I felt more safe when the police were around.
0: I work with the police on a relatively regular basis as a fireman, yes. and um, my experience is, is that generally they're trying trying to do their best in any given situation. Now, the problem is, is that many times we get the, the worst cop news that's out there, but the worst cop news is bad. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that many government employees, police included, have something they call qualified immunity. Yes. And qualified immunity means that in many circumstances, you're not responsible for your own actions. And any, any, Buddy who's not responsible for their own actions is going to act irresponsibly or at least at yep. least some of the time and some of the people are going to act that way all of the time and
1: you have just described the entire problem with having a tax-based political system for you know operating any region indeed so uh, let me bring van back
0: on here i just wanted to uh, get our explanation in. van
15: uh, i'm sorry man i know you guys disagree with me Oh, I don't.
1: But,
0: I, actually no, I think Mark no, agrees
1: with you. I just disagree.
15: <laughs> uh, what are we going to do without, you know, no, man. I've I've been involved in the house invasion. Okay? Sure. And, you know, some dude in Florida in Sarasota. Yep. They thought I was the dude that was selling dope. No, it's two doors down.
1: Did oh, the whoa, police prevent the cops came. Did the police no, prevent the, the home did. invasion? Did they prevent the yeah, home invasion? They did. No, you you yeah, got—the home was invaded, so they didn't prevent anything. They're a reactionary force. They're the cleanup crew. They're janitors.
15: Well, yeah. Well, no, I would have been shot. So would my woman? No, no, man. No, enough of this. Bye.
1: Thank you for the call. Appreciate,
15: Appreciate it, it,
0: man. And look, I'm only giving the libertarian position here. The right. libertarian position is, is that any service that's worth having is worth paying for. I agree. And that um, the problem isn't police forces. Right. The problem is funding. And— When you have to pay for a service, the quality of that service is likely to go down. I mean, it's a monopoly. Yes. You know, I mean, they exist. I think cartel is a better terminology. I don't want to use the term cartel to describe the police, but that's what I mean. When you have local police departments and the state police departments and federal police departments, they're acting in a cartelized fashion.
1: What the caller really wants is the services that he believes the police provide. He needs to examine that belief a little bit and realize that, you know, there are other ways to get those services. Security services, whether it's patrolling, you've got, you know, cameras, you've got insurance, right? All of the things that he believes the police do can be provided within the market. The state is not necessary to provide those things. If a community wants to have folks going around and patrolling and that kind of a thing they can do they can all get together maybe they can subscribe to a service they could develop a friendly society or whatever it that's is That's basically police right, right? i mean well no because poli- because this is voluntary you have choice right and that's that's the fundamental if, difference if a fireman you have
0: choice if a fireman puts out a fire does it make a difference whether he's private or public as to what his name is like what his title is like he's still a fireman a police officer, whether he's public or private funded, would still be a police officer. He's policing behavior.
1: Well, you could still call them police, but you need to change the way that they're funded. I think. Um, I think that the removing single, the coercion out of the equation. The single is where I'm biggest
0: at. issue is qualified immunity and what uh, people are
1: considered not responsible for. What what police aren't responsible. Uh, for. The method of funding by Either coercion way, right is, now <laughs> is the biggest issue to me.
0: They're dealing with a lot of trouble. Free talk live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's free talk live and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves it's Mark with you and the captain so we have been talking tonight about homeschooling we've had a lot of calls about a lot of different topics mm. but you know homeschooling's been the uh, the, the main thing and uh, a lot of Americans have been introduced to homeschooling of the last course of the last couple of months because they've got kids. And pretty much no kids are going to school, right. I don't even know how uh, boarding schools I'm curious did they continue to stay where they were
1: yeah i I don't know, and how do you social distance that? I've seen some very creepy pictures of schools where there are children on a playground where they are distanced from each other chalk outlines chalk outlines they can't of go 10 any further than and, their square yeah stay in your little bubble and you can't it's bizarre yeah it's it's hard to bounce
0: of- a ball back and forth because you're touching it it was a it, it was a strange time but i'm wondering like a boarding school could potentially say look the outside students have to stay home we'll we'll come up with uh, online solutions for them but mm-hmm. you know my our boarding students are are here and everybody's just st- everybody wants to stay here. We're gonna stay here and continue to do the things that we do. I don't know. Um, I'm curious about that. But I wanted to talk about some of the reasons that uh, people do homeschool because I think a lot of parents, a lot of parents had experience the with
1: voluntary those. variety, not yes. the government mandated variety, right? Yeah.
0: Um, the you know a lot of parents are you know they experience homeschooling, but maybe they're concerned about what it takes to do it because. We did this at my house for years, right? and only recently did my son this last year go to school because he wanted to go to school, and it was a private school, and he, of course, spent three quarters of the year there, and a quarter of the year, out. So some of the reasons that people do homeschool, and we saw that religious reasons tended not to be the number one reason was the high cost of private school. So you want your kid to have a better education. Most people will say that a private school is going to provide the best education. Yeah,
1: My experience was, so uh, my family was incredibly broken. I have several, multiple, I don't know, maybe as many as five, six sets of parents, depending on how you look at it. Uh, And I had the privilege or disprivilege, depending on your perspective, of going to multiple schools in multiple geographic locations. I went to a rural school, public school. I went to an in-city school. I went to a full-on religious private school for less than a year. But still, I got to experience that. My experience, and this is just personal experience, so don't infer facts or evidence, but my experience was the uh, private school was exactly the same as public school, with the exception that, we got chocolate milk instead of white milk during our little break times or whatever. And then there was also the religious aspect of the schooling. So there was prayer in class. you know, There were uh, sermons, if you will, contained within the schooling that don't happen in the public schools. But outside of those two things, it was exactly the same.
0: I um, went to a private school and a public school. And I went to private school from kindergarten through eighth grade and then public school from uh, ninth to... To, you know whatever, and it uh, my experience was that the teachers seemed to care more, likely what happened was is you'd been bounced around so much. You know, and we're probably pretty cynical by that time that you got to the government well, or the public school.
1: That no, like I started in the public schools and yeah. and mainly went to public schools. I only went to the one private school, and that was the difference that I found. Was oh, yeah. there's there's prayer. There's a bunch more mentions. Of I didn't Jesus see a here, lot of
0: difference either. And
1: there's chocolate milk. That was like the the main takeaways that I had as the kid. I didn't see a lot
0: of differences, but I can tell you as an adult. I was on the dean's list in eighth grade, and I flunked out of two classes by ninth grade. Hmm. I couldn't tell you why, but I could. But um, what my my supposition is is that the teachers had no expectation that I was going to succeed. It just didn't matter. Right. At the private school, I was going to do my homework. And I was going to be successful because I was capable of it, and they knew it. Um, I had gone there from kindergarten through eighth grade. You know, each teacher talks to the next teacher. They're like, "Yeah, this one might be um, hard to get to, hard to get him to work, but he when he when he does, he he can do it." Right. And I think that's what it was for me. I'm just guessing from the uh, well. To
1: me, private school has the correct incentive. Public school does not. The correct incentive being, hey, if we as an organization, this is the private school that I'm talking about, if we as an organization don't produce results, right, results that the people paying us want us to get, then we'll all be out of jobs, right? So they have the correct incentive. The government school is
0: never going out of job.
1: No, I mean, they're not, you know? And they have no incentive to treat your child any differently than any other child. So here's some of the reasons that people
0: uh, go on. It's going on. There's the high cost of private schools, and it does cost a lot. And you can get a uh, more specialized education at home because it's you teaching your kid. Yeah. And it depends on how you look at it. You got to read a few books and and kind of get yourself in the right mindset. But yeah, I think home education is even better than, than private I don't want to get
1: too far off your topic, but something just popped into my head that I want to mention, and it's called leech industry. This is a, a, a concept that I've been working in my mind on for a little while, but whenever the government pops up with some new department or even an old department, uh, it generally spawns an industry that leeches off of it. Sure. Right? And in this case, uh, I have seen over the course of my life far more advertisements for private tutoring then I you know I mean, like it feels like the frequency of those has gone up, so I remember
0: on uh talk radio, there used to be one called Mathnasium right uh, and they common. and they
1: have all sorts of these things, and so people are sending their kids to public schools and then having to pay for private tutors to get their kids through the public school and it's my theory that these tutors are doing just enough to get them to pass the tests rather than to assist in actually educating the child.
0: Oh, I wouldn't know. Um, I would hope they would do a uh, you know do the best job they could. Let's go to Peter calling in from California. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. I wanted
16: to comment on, I've called in the past, my wife is a public school teacher at the moment. Yes, sir. But mm-hmm. she's also done private school. Mm-hmm. And the main difference we've seen out of, she's taught for 23 years, is that there is a big difference because the parents in a private school give a crap about what their kids learn and not mm-hmm. learn. And then public schools is just kind of a roll of the dice. And so basically if you're going to take the time and the money to send your kid to private school, obviously the parents care more about about the kid's education and always participate more. And yeah, that's been our experience. I, I,
0: I agree with you 100%. And that's one of the reasons I said I think everybody's homeschooling. Whether you send your kid to pr- private school, public school, or actually keep them at home and instruct them there, you're all homeschooling because yeah. homeschooling simply means sort of parent directed learning. And you're the one who's responsible. Your kid's too young to be responsible. And depending on how old they are, um, ultimately, they are responsible for their own education, but they're not old enough to be responsible for their own education. So the parent needs to pick up that that uh, that bandera and ride with it. And, you know, the the teacher, public or private, is not the one who's ultimately responsible. So if the parent goes and talks to the teacher and is interactive and finds out what they need to do, whether they're public school or private school, their kid's going to do significantly better.
16: Yeah, my wife has ran into a problem at the uh, public school with parents, and she gets really frustrated. My wife is very, very dedicated, and she gets frustrated because the parents in no way will help the kids <laughs> yeah. you know, when the kids need the help at home, and it drives her crazy. And one thing we found out with the, uh, with the corona thing going on in the isolation, she's been teaching over the computer. Right. You can see the parents that are involved because she'll do five or six sessions a day, and you'll see which parents have their kids log in, get help. And then the ones that don't log in just frustrates my wife. She's like, man, how do I teach these kids if the parents won't participate in the kids' education? 100%. And
0: that's the the end of the story. Uh, the saddest truth of this is, is that you can – there's very few kids that you can pound that square peg through the hole, uh, through the round hole if the parents aren't – in some way participatory, helping the kid uh, to to get it, to encouraging them, to taking a stand that their kid is going to get educated. If they're not taking that, ultimately, there's not much that can be
1: done. Yeah, There's really, I mean, it's sad. I think the only lesson you can teach children is that it's all up to them. The, it Literally. That's, it is up to them. It's ultimately. all up to them. Are you going to be successful or not? Are you going to learn or not? It's all up to you.
0: Yep. And, uh, Boy, that's
16: tough with a little one. It, yeah, with little yeah, ones. It's,
0: it, it's just not going to happen with little ones.
16: <laughs> and then we're also in a farming district, so you know a lot of the parents, you know, don't speak English at all. So that makes it very difficult to uh, participate in their kids' education. So Indeed. in that case, with all the.
0: Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Kevin. (laughs) No, it's the captain. We're joking here. My mother, I introduced the captain to my mother and she's 79. She does not expect people to be called the captain. And she thought uh, his name was Kevin. So there you go.
1: Kevin Kickass. <laughs> she probably thinks it's one of the math nicknames. Oh, is it spelled kick
0: God bless her. 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free as in freedom. I want to tell you about the AMP program. Thank you to Farmer Garrick. And all the people who amplify over at amp.freetalklive.com, if you appreciate what we do here at Free Talk Live, there is a simple way to, uh, well, make sure that we can do it for other people. $5 a month. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and what you get is a show that supports freedom in a way that no other show does. Certainly. And maybe we support it in you know some areas you like and some areas you don't. Look none of the shows are supporting in some of the areas you like. Um, so you might as well support free talk live at amp.freetalklive.com. Don't forget freedom of speech. Can't you call in on like this on other shows, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Mike in gold bar, Washington. Mike, you're on free talk live. So Mike,
12: Hey, Hey, Kevin and Mark. Nice to <laughs> hear from you guys tonight. Um, that's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, I had a lot of trouble in school. I was, uh, in la la land. And I had, I had things to do, like think about great things instead of listening to whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it cost me a couple of grades, but I'll tell you what I think. I think it's all about the teacher. And uh, because I had some teachers like in junior high school, I actually took the seventh grade twice. That's quite humiliating. But anyway, I got some teachers that could pull a B out of me with no, they saw me coming a mile away. And then some teachers just could care less. So I had some really weird teachers, but they got good grades out of me. They did not give them to me; I earned them. But they knew how to reach students. And I think private school, Catholic school, public. And I got a neighbor that's a public school teacher. I wouldn't want my fifth grader near him uh, for any reason. But um, but I but I think it's the teacher, and they either should be just like cops, they should be, or they shouldn't be, and. Uh, I think it's pretty much that simple.
0: Yeah, I think that one of the difficulties, one of the complaints that I've heard regarding uh, public education is that, well, you know, I mean, the protections that teachers' unions provide to good teachers, they also provide to bad teachers, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get rid of a bad teacher once they've gotten into the system or what, however it works, and Correct. That's pretty frustrating. It, whether it was a it's private like school, a union, yeah.
12: It's like being a union dump truck driver. You can bend as many bumpers as you want. There's another truck for you. Well, for me, company tomorrow.
1: For me, Mike, and I'd like your your opinion on this. Do you think, like, I don't think grades are any measure of whether or not a student is learning, capable of learning, or learned how to learn. Do you find that grades are an appropriate measurement for children in school?
12: Um, I think in my case, when they were able, when I earned a good grade, I think it showed that I was really applying myself, which is really more important than the end result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're not trying, uh, you're not trying. So I, I think it pulled more out of me as a kid to really work harder and try to stay more focused. And, and I was able to do that with what I felt today was a fantastic teachers, uh, like three of them. Um, so I think that part of it, no matter what the grade was, I was really trying and then, of course, I absorbed and learned. What the about the seventh? repeating
0: purple. the seventh grade thing? Um, so, you know, here you were for whatever reason ah. they attempted to hold. They, they held you back. Um, was that, you know, terrible for your school career? Was it beneficial? Because it does seem like some kids who are going to be, say, 13 years old. I don't know how some 12 years old or whatever a seventh grader is. Um, maybe they're better off with the 11 year olds than they are with 12 year olds. I don't know.
12: Now, I, I, in my case, I realized, uh, by the time I went into like high school, like day one, when my math was really sharp, I realized I was going to be 20 years old a couple months after I graduated and I went and got mm-hmm. a job. And then I joined the service in a time when you could. And, and then I got out of the service and became a teamster. So my life was really great. And I don't think I missed a whole lot. In school, especially today when I start watching the American history or, uh, y- you know, like the American revolution on the history channel and realized I would think differently. If I could have learned that in high school, my whole life would have probably been different because now I have a different outlook on all of it. Just from that part of history, you know, getting to absorb a little bit of that going, wow. So
1: because you're always learning
12: better than then. Yep. Thank you for the call. Yeah, Mike.
1: appreciate you guys. it. Thanks, Mike. Right. I, I always try to look at systems as You know, uh, it's trying to accomplish a thing. What is it trying to accomplish? And then how do you measure the results? Yeah. Right. Uh, When it comes to public schooling, teaching a human being how to learn, I I don't think can be measured by their scores on a test.
0: Well. I best I can tell when it comes to school um and unfortunately we've we pointed out why here on the air public school tends to be the lowest common denominator mm. because you know they're forced to take the kids that the other the, the parents don't want to spend the money like the whole issues right and what they end up being is as I've said many times on the air middle class welfare babysitting day prisons yes and I say middle class welfare because it's not just poor people that send their kids to, to government school. Right. Middle class people send them, their kids there too, yeah. and it's the only kind of welfare they'll accept. Right? They wouldn't accept welfare of any other sort, but they'll accept that kind. Right? Um, babysitting day prisons. The per, the purpose of sending them to school, as we've you know discussed here, homeschooling could exist within an hour and a half every day at home. You don't need to send a kid for eight hours right. to school. What's the purpose of it? It's because it's a babysitting day prison. Day prison, they can't leave. Right. There's literally people walking around the hallways. There's, you know, school yeah. resource officers, uh, metal detectors, all kinds of stuff.
1: Yep. And they get uh, at least one meal, sometimes two,
0: depending sometimes on the
1: two. school. Right. Let's
0: go to Dale calling in from Daytona. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live.
14: Hey, how you doing? I taught in the public school system for thirty-five years. Thank you. And, and a great, and a great school here in Daytona. Um,
0: it wasn't in Deltona, was it? it?
14: No, it wasn't in <laughs> Deltona. <laughs> you know all about that, huh? I do. But, um, I lived in Deltona. It, it,
1: what made okay, what made the school great? What y'all are
14: talking. I'm sorry.
1: What made the school great? You said it was a great school. And
14: parents I'm, were involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, college-bound kids parent and when you called the parent nine times out of ten you got some results um however Mm -hmm. the and something y'all haven't touched on but i do want to talk about homeschooling for a second because i'm involved in that as well but the the smartphone ruined education period there's no no question about it It really ruined kids how so oh yeah um they can't function without it they're addicted to it and um if they can't find it on google they can't think about how to get to that Point if you
0: can find it on Google, though, I mean, that shows some level of, I mean, <laughs> that's how I find out information on uh, stuff.
14: Yeah,
1: I, I got to yeah, admit, yeah. that's how I've had my most of my career in a job was just like, oh, how do I do this? Let me Google it. Dale, I want to
12: talk to you. Hold,
0: hold the line here, OK? Yeah.
12: Yep.
0: The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom here on Free Talk Live, or you can use the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. pre-talk live call in talk about whatever is on your mind this evening we've been mostly talking about homeschooling Mm because homeschooling has been a thing that's affecting a lot of families these days and i i I think we've got all the got the crash course, and so I want to get you know I just want to have a ch- chance to talk to you as a homeschooling parent for many years. I want to tell you about what it's like and what are some of the advantages and disadvantages because I think a lot of parents are going to want to try it going on here and I think a lot of
1: parents a lot of other parents probably should well some of the reactions that I've seen just from people that I know and social media and that kind of a thing is when parents see What the teachers do with their classes and how they do it, particularly when they have to adjust to, like, a conference call or a Zoom session or whatever where they have, you know, 15, 20 kids at a time doing these things, they realize, oh, that's what they're doing? Oh, well, I would do things differently if I were them. And you have the opportunity to do so with homeschooling. That's one of the main reasons that people homeschool is the opportunity to do it differently.
0: I want to tell you about Liberty.Menu. Liberty.Menu is a a website that we were involved in the creation of and the marketing of. And Liberty.Menu is a tool for our community. And it's basically a directory for events, businesses, and digital content. Listings can be rated and reviewed. And there's a bit of a social, social network aspect so you can connect and share with others. Use liberty.menu. It's exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at liberty.menu. And use code FTL to get a special badge. Since it's free, that's all we can give you. (laughs) Liberty.menu, coupon code FTL. Let's go back to Dale, calling in from Daytona. Dale is a uh, former public school teacher, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to talk about homeschooling. Go ahead, Dale.
7: Correct.
14: Well, I'm a public, I was a public school teacher, but we homeschooled our daughter starting in kindergarten. We homeschooled her all the way through. Um, I can tell you that homeschooling is not persistent. It is, uh, it is hard work from day one to day, whatever, whenever you stop. It's not for everybody. Um, We developed a homeschool curriculum for elementary Spanish programs.
1: Can you tell us um, yeah. why you decided to homeschool if you're a public educator? Why why would you decide to homeschool your own children?
14: Um, more for religious reasons, um, okay. more than anything. Um, again, I, I I had good experiences in my own life and in public school, and I, again, I taught in a good school, so that wasn't going to be an issue. Um it was just that we thought that we could do a better job at home than, than a lot of people are doing in the public schools. What one gentleman called in a little while ago hit it right on the head. The teachers are either teachers or they're not. Your parents are naturally teachers. I mean, that's the way they're made, um, is to be teachers, whether or not they pursue that Avenue or not yeah we, I have a theory on that way every day
0: I have a theory on that Dale and I think it's genetic right? Like, so we have a a sort of a way of listening and being and understanding where we pass that on genetically to our children. And therefore we can communicate to them in a way that nobody else can communicate to them. And I'm not talking about step-parents and, you know, like step-parents can't, teachers can't, um, adopted parents can't, I'm adopted by the way. Um, and this is where I got it, kind of got the theory from is, is that I'm adopted and, you know, poor Patsy had some hard times back there when I was right. in school because she just couldn't communicate to me on that sort of basic level, that below verbiage right. um, that that perhaps a, a biological parent could.
14: Well, what I always tell parents, and we go to all the major homeschool conventions literally all over the country, and I speak at a lot of them, um, don't try to bring the schoolhouse into your house okay that's the number one thing you can't do it that way what do you do Said something well it's just different like you said earlier you you can get done in a couple hours but it takes them all day to go in school doing yeah so what you need to do is find a way that that kid learns. that's why homeschool conventions have always been so great is that you can go and look at 10 different math curriculums and that you say that's the one John's going to be able to learn with, yeah. And so you can choose that brick. Um, and every kid,
0: you, I, I think everybody had this experience where the teachers like show your work, right? And, and right. it's and I they, they say that for good reasons. Uh, they they for say it so, so that they can you know go through and understand what you're doing and that kind of thing. Whereas a parent, they
14: know that you're not cheating.
0: Well, that, that too probably. <laughs> and know that you're not cheating. But you know, with my son, I'm like skip ahead absolutely and i'll show them little tricks for doing things
14: exactly can you figure that out in your head and i teach spanish i taught spanish school and actually i still bueno live live classes online for high school credit for homeschool kids so i have kids from all over the country it's live which is much different a lot of things are going virtual but live and interactive completely different um it can be done, but it is not, you know, it's not for the lighthearted. You need to work hard at it, and they need to want to do it. And it's not for everybody, but parents parents need to know that it's available to them. You know, it is. And and I also want to say, I appreciate you guys, Joe. I listen to you a couple hours a week, generally, and I don't agree with 80% of what you say. Wow. But, <laughs> but you still I listen. That,
1: That's great. And, Thanks. Hey,
14: And, and that is it. Because you always have you always learn. And again, if we could learn that there are some things that we can agree on, like people having the right to homeschool their own children if yeah. they want to do that, you know, we got to find the things that we can agree on and not so, worry so much about the things
1: that we don't agree. On. I'm curious if yeah, you, I think it's a fundamental issue. I'm curious if the caller has, has ever read uh, any of John Taylor Gatto's work.
14: No. How do you spell the last name?
1: G-A-T-T-O. It's John Taylor Gatto. Uh, He is sadly not... In
14: Spanish, he's Gatto. He's a cat, (laughs)
1: man. Sadly, he's no longer among the living. Uh, But he has written uh, an incredible book called The Underground History of American Education. Uh, I think it is a must-read for any educator or former educator. Uh, cool. I think he was the at, teacher at of
0: the year for the state of New York. Several years, yeah. he was
1: g- generally considered to be his results were amazing. And what he did is he sort of flipped the system on its head, and then he wrote a bunch of books about it. So uh, well, I highly and, recommend and his and working.
14: Just look at look at the movie. I mean, it's still a great movie. Stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. And It's mm. pretty much a true story for the most part. Yeah, you know, they they touch it up some, but they had the to shrink part, it down and,
0: and and do but make it fit in two hours. The
14: most unorthodox. Way of teaching, and nowadays could never do it because he used humiliation and sarcasm and all that. You're really not allowed to do that in. in public
0: yeah, I, I always so. sort of equated it to the sweat hogs. Do you remember the? I, ooh, absolutely, ooh, ooh, I can't ooh, remember ooh, what ooh. the, the right. name of the show. Was. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, back Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
14: yeah, yeah, man, Mr. Yeah, thought <laughs> <Epstein laughs> That was a great show. Epstein Barbarino yeah, Freddie Boom
0: Boom. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember the whole they're, thing, but I enjoyed it as a kid. It, it was a great show. These characters, um, I just thought they were great. They're, they're in New York City.
14: Thanks for yep. the call, Dale. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, thank you.
1: I can't let a show about education go by without mentioning John Taylor Gatto. He's a huge influence of mine. And I just wanted to read this quote from his book, Weapons of Mass Instruction. I've concluded that genius is as common as dirt. We, <laughs> we suppress genius because we haven't yet figured out how to manage a population of educated men and women. The solution, I think, is simple and glorious. Let them manage themselves.
0: I was talking to my son today. We were going on a walk, a hike, if you will. And uh, I was just talking to him about intelligence and what my thoughts were. Because, you know, he'd, he'd gotten upset about something and his friends was, you know, not thinking the way he wanted to think. And... Uh, I'm like, look, there's different types of intelligence out there. And I went through a few, you know, like being able to spell is a type of intelligence. Mm -hmm. Being able to hit a 110 mile an hour pitch is a type of intelligence, whether you want to look at it like that or not. You're using your central nervous system, Um, you know, whatever. Doing well on an IQ test, certainly a type of uh, intelligence. But there's lots of different types of intelligence. And I may agree with Mr. Gatto that genius is as common as dirt because you're good at something. Yes. And you can learn something, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Final segment. The possibility exists that I can squeeze you in. So I'll give the number one time here. 855-450-3733. And uh, just a a caller uh, earlier this evening wanted to make sure that we were clear on what numbers they were. So if you're calling from a regular landline, you need to use a one before that 855.
1: Or a rotary phone.
0: They exist. Um, so it's a toll-free call. This is the old-fashioned toll-free call. But the 855, we were able to get uh, 3733, which spells out free. So 855-450-3733. So four five Let's go to... Well, let's go try Rob out here, who's calling in on the Discord line, but I'm not entirely sure. He's having a little microphone issue, so we'll do our very best here. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Rob, Hey,
17: you okay now?
0: Yeah, not really, but uh, spit it all out in one Hello? go.
17: Uh,
16: I just wanted to give a anecdote about... In-
17: I heard about it on the show, and I just do uh, look it up on the computer while I was at work to their website what
0: and was the anecdote the about
17: United states postal service what was the anecdote about oh,
0: still don't know what you're saying
7: uh,
0: all right buddy uh, i'm yep. sorry
1: dropping in and out
0: yep just not going to work out tonight all the best <laughs> let's go
1: only the best here at free talk live
0: yeah let's go and uh let's hit some of our uh, callers here dan and tallahassee dan you're on free talk go. live
18: I'm enjoying your show. I um, actually, I, I, our, our station carries you for Saturday, and and I wanted to hear one of your sponsors' ads that I missed the address, and so I, I went to Free Talk Live uh, on Sunday and watched it on Twitch, which I find very interesting. You guys actually look normal. <laughs> so we I'm sound like
1: raving lunatics, in, in, but we look normal.
18: I do not anything, but, you know, I, I'm just amazed that you do. And anyhow, my, my computer just crashed, so I'm just on a regular landline. Anyhow, I had a couple of questions. We homeschooled all our children, nine of them. And um, I agree with uh, one of your callers that called in that we'd be a lot more relaxed if we had it all to do from the very beginning again. Yeah. We had a tendency to bring the public school home, and, um, and it was a mess, you know. Mm. it's Figuring you had to teach every subject for eight hours, you right. know, and it was
0: crazy. We never did that because my son uh, got one of those sort of uh, your baby can read things. I think it was called Baby Reading Kit, and... They were a sponsor here on the show. And so he started very early, uh, probably before 18 months old. He could read some, you know, colors on flashcards and these kind of things. And because he would learn when he felt like learning and that sort of thing, we just kind of, I guess we just kind of understood that we could teach eh, short periods of time per day. They don't have the attention span when they're really young. So you got to keep it, keep the lessons down to, uh, you know, a few minutes.
18: No, but that, that's amazing because boys, I find, are a little bit slower on reading. Mm-hmm. You know, when when they finally learn, they they sometimes become voracious readers. But um, and and I would take the the older boys with me on my jobs. You know, I, I'm uh, a specialty contractor and also a home builder, and so we, they. I mean, by the time they're ready for graduation, they could usually do three or four trades. Get jobs in that matter. So kids kids can learn a lot. But I had a question I wanted to ask you first before uh, you hit the whatever, the
1: button that you kill everything. I want to know. The, the I hope author... Mark doesn't have access to the button that kills everything.
0: <laughs> you don't give me the access to that
7: button, Dan. Oh, well, the author of that book,
18: Underground History of American Education, it sounded like you said
7: John – Taylor. Taylor
18: and I couldn't tell if it was ghetto, gatto, or grotto, or what.
1: G A T T O, gatto. G A T T O. I don't know if it's pronounced gatto or gatto. I'm okay. I'm okay, that's ad-lifting. all I
18: need. And I just wanted—I'm I'm very interested in that book because I've—we—we we did. Uh, my all my kids are grown. My youngest is like 22 now, and and um, he's getting married, you know, in August. And also one more question. then I'll let you go, but uh, but I've enjoyed this immensely. Uh what is the name of your four-legged friend that you have
3: there on Oh you
0: guys are watching the video. Thank you for the call, uh Don. Appreciate it. I, I can't I don't have my glasses on, so I don't know if it's Don or Dan. I, I just can't tell.
1: <laughs> I think it was Dan.
0: And uh yeah, that's Jazzy the studio beast. Jazzy is an, an old girl, but she's been she's
1: been on the show since the very beginning. She may be the greatest dog in all of radio history.
0: Yeah. Let's go to Jeremy calling in from Washington. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live.
19: Hi. I was just calling in and listening to you guys about the public school systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a single father, had my daughter's full custody for a little over eight years. So I've had, been a part of the school systems in and out, making sure they get a good job. And what I've found with most of their friends is kids aren't graduating because the school works hard or poor teachers. I found they're not graduating, getting it done because of school bullying and problems at home. Yeah. It's been more the issue.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of people, the number one reason that people homeschool is because they can control the environment better. They can't control the environment in the public school, even in the charter schools. And, you know, that's that. I mean, these schools, in a lot of cases, they've got to have 20 kids, 25 kids, sometimes 30 kids in a classroom, and it's too much, and it just, it doesn't work. And I think I think you're absolutely right. It's home life, in a lot of cases, and it's uh, just fear. One can't if one has a bad home life or one is being bullied at school, you're in a state of terror. One cannot learn in a state of terror.
19: You're right. I think it's going to be you know whatever which way your student or child wants to go. Because you know, yes, keeping them home gives them maybe give them the better education in the long run, but yet we deny them those experiences of meeting social interaction, being able to cope in an environment. You know, publicly speak, being yeah. comfortable in their own shoes in a group of people. Well. Which homeschool does not provide either. A
0: lot of homeschools so have groups, right? So they can they can address a lot of those issues that you're talking about. But yeah, homeschoolers are very aware of these issues that you're spe- of which you speak, and uh, they are important. And they try to address them, and they have different systems for addressing them. Um, you know what I would say is is that some people uh, think that you know, bullying and violence in school is good because it's a form of socialization. No,
19: none of that's ever good.
0: Yeah. And what I would say is, is that, look, I've never been at a a job where I would accept somebody bullying me in the office. If I did, I'd go to the, you know, first I'd talk to them. And if I couldn't get anywhere with them, then I would go to the boss. And if I couldn't get anywhere with him, then
19: I'd quit, you
0: know, and this is the thing you can't do at school is you can't
19: quit. I mean, you might be the best candidate for the job, but if you can't, you have a problem like interacting socially with the person that's interviewing you because you're uncomfortable, you know, being in front of new people that you haven't been used to. You know, that's going to be working in your against you as well.
0: You're absolutely right, Jeremy. I'm, hey, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm going to have to let you go. Uh, go to John real quick here in Minnesota. John, you're on Free Talk Live.
19: Yeah,
2: uh, about ten fifteen years ago, I ran across a place in uh, Saint Paul, Minnesota. The name of the, on the business said learn to learn solutions. Mm. And I, I was riding my bike and I turned around and I went back and I read the sign again, learn to learn solutions. And I said, man, I'm gonna go in there because I, I didn't even know how to read very well. Uh, it, when I went to sc- school, I couldn't even read. In fact, I couldn't even write my name until I was seven or eight years old because I didn't know how to, to do it. But but uh, if if the teachers knew how to teach, the the student has to learn to learn right and uh, I thought that was so good I thought that'd be a fantastic franchise to get into you know because how many students go to school and come home and don't know anything
0: a lot yeah it's surprising the, the yeah. number of people what did they do that uh, made it so that you could learn to learn well,
2: well they, they have I, I didn't get in there too much because it was mostly mothers with their kids. And uh, and then the husband was looking at me like I wanted to meet his wife, she's a very nice looking lady. But <laughs> but uh but I but I so I just uh, I, I said, I want to get any literature you have and he says, Well go look it up on the internet. I, I I don't do internet. But but uh uh I think what they do is they talk to the parents and the students to try to figure out what type of if they learn from doing or learn from uh reading are being
0: told in you know? a variety of types of learners. yeah it's visual cool, tactile, John. all that kind of stuff. yeah, I think that uh, it helps to it helps to find that your specialized type of learning. David in Mexico, quick, quick.
16: Yeah, quick, quick. I'm just uh, celebrating the hopeful demise of uh, Sheriff Darren White on the radio at KKOB radio. He's been off and on. and uh, there's more to the story, but uh, you're out of time, but. Uh, Yeah, Darren White was with Gary Johnson when Gary Johnson was governor of uh, New Mexico. He was the drug czar in uh, New Mexico. Now he sells marijuana. He's got... Oh, God. uh,
0: (laughs) Here you are. FreeTalkLive.com. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post here on Free Talk Live. Today I have with me General Spalding, and you're a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, is that right? That's correct. General Spalding, China has been really bothering me recently, and it's my understanding that there's been some kind of sabotage that might be going on as far as China and their efforts to make themselves look good in this whole corona thing. Can we start there talking about what's going on? For the
17: first time they have started in a lot of ways in their influence campaign to look more like the Russians than the Chinese Communist Party. And in specific they in March were sending out texts and making social media posts that were an attempt to convince the US population that the federal government was about to declare martial law. It was an effort to create panic in the, in the populace. And then of course course, if you look at the social media posts surrounding the coronavirus, 40 percent of them have been bots, a lot of those Chinese. And then also during the riots, you have bots uh, again coming in. So the Russians were doing a lot of this division divide and conquer social media. We saw it during the 2016 elections, but the Chinese Communist Party really stepped it up recently.
0: Now, General Flynn um, has said that uh, he considers China to be the real threat and that Russia is much more of a of a regional threat. What do you think about that assessment?
17: Well, Russia, you know, is traditionally looked at as a military threat, but China is far more formidable because they have the number two economy in the world. The Russian economy is less than the size of Texas. The Chinese economy is almost thirteen trillion dollars, which puts it almost on a par with the United States when you look at just its overall size. But then, when you look at the fact that it has purchasing power parity and the fact that it uses its influence to guide elites in the direction that it wants, you can see that they're, geopolitically their throw weight now has become greater than the United States. You have institutions like World Health Organization, you have the EU all operating according to Chinese Communist Party dicta.
0: Right. We even see celebrities here in the United States and multinational corporations that have to bow to these sort of idiosyncrasies. You know, the, the map you show must include Taiwan. There's been all kinds of different things that we can reference as far as what they do to make these people sort of jump through hoops and show their power. And I think this is what they call soft power to to some extent, right?
17: The National Endowment for Democracy, which is a kind of quasi-governmental organization that invests money to promote democracy around the world and was created during the Reagan administration, actually calls it sharp power because it's using essentially corruption. It's using payoffs in a lot of cases to elites and other types of financial arrangements to get them to behave in ways that are counter to democratic principles and human rights.
0: One of the things that sort of bothers me about authoritarian governments... Now, I'm all for freedom. That's what Free Talk Live's all about. But one of the advantages it seems like an authoritarian government has is, for instance, if China wants to increase power in Africa... And it does, and it is. It can just take money from these state-owned companies that are making all kinds of money, and they send it that direction. Whereas the United States, you know, um, m- many taxpayers are very upset with the idea of sending U.S. tax dollars to some company some country in South America, and uh, I-, I am too. I don't like that idea, but I don't like the idea that China is, uh, you know, using this just just. Billions in soft power to increase its uh, its its reach all over the world, or sharp power.
17: Well, and you probably won't like it because a lot of the money they send are ours. So they use um, the fact that their companies can sell stocks on our uh, exchanges and bonds uh, to our retirement funds and get hard dollars. And those dollars, then once they hit the PBOC, the bank, the Bank of China the Chinese Communist Party can use them for whatever they want. So oftentimes they'll turn around and buy a startup, a high-tech startup in the United States with our own money because that startup may not be able to find investment dollars in the United States. So they use these dollars uh, not just to, you know, take over Africa, as you say. They also use them to do things like build aircraft carriers and buy islands in the and build islands in the South China Sea. So their, their closed financial system, And our willingness to allow their companies to come here and and offload their their equities and bonds that really have no value is part of the problem.
0: So I see what happened to Macau. I see what happened to Hong uh, is happening right now in Hong Kong. And you see what dozens of activists disappeared during this whole covid chaos. Uh, They're just Gone, And who knows whether they'll come back. They could just be like Tank Man from Tiananmen Square, never to be heard of again. And I was just in Hong Kong. I met many of these people and they just want self-actualization. And I think China's coming to the same conclusion that I do, that these people cannot be governed by China. So if I figure if Hong Kong falls and it probably will this year, then the next piece they're looking for is Taiwan. Do you have any thoughts on that?
17: Well, and in, in actually in, in December, during the fourth plenum, the government, the Chinese Communist Party basically said as much, that Hong Kong will fall. In fact, it's going to become just like the mainland. And I agree with you. Um, I don't think it's a matter of if. I don't even think it's a matter of when, because I think the Chinese Communist Party has already decided that Hong Kong no longer exists as an independent entity. So whatever they need to do to, to squash dissent, they're willing to do, even to the, to the extent that they're going to roll tanks, you know, if they can't get them to behave. And to your point, I think they're disappearing a lot more than dozens. I, I would say the number's probably in the thousands by now, and I would venture to say you probably won't see those people again. But as far as Taiwan, I think that's a little bit right now a bridge too far. Um, part of the problem is Taiwan ha- is, you know, 70 miles across the straight, uh, a strait, a strait that they're going to have to traverse with a lot of ships to get a lot of people over there. So can they do it? Uh, yes. Will they do it? Um, you know, they're going to have to contend with the fact that it's going to create a whole different uh, external environment for them. And so is it worth the risk right now? I have no doubt that at some point they're going to determine it is, but I don't know. I don't know that it is right now in the recent uh, time uh, period.
0: I just fear that they've been successful Macau. They appear to be um, going to be successful with Hong Kong. I don't know what to do about that. And they certainly want to be successful in the takeover of Taiwan. The United States, of course, has strong ties to Taiwan. And China doesn't have the military that the United States does. Their aircraft carrier... Uh, really pales in comparison to a uh, supercarrier in the United States. I don't want some war with China. The last thing I want, (laughs) do you see any kind of peaceful solutions for Hong Kong or the people of Hong Kong? Do you have any ideas there that maybe I'm missing?
17: No, you're, uh, I think you're right. There's not, Hong Kong is done. Uh, I think we have to question whether or not we're going to be willing to allow uh, the people of Hong Kong to have asylum outside of Hong Kong because it's their their democracy is done. Um, so that's really the only way we can help the people in terms of, you know, what we do with the Chinese Communist Party itself. You know, that's all in allowing them access to our innovation, technology, talent and capital. You know, the, what what's coming is this competition between a closed system and an open system that we already went through once with the Soviet Union. So it's just our our resolve. Do we resolve to basically stop the spread of communism once again, or do we in fact roll over because many in our society are getting paid off to to look the other way. That's, that's literally the battle we're having in DC today.
0: Yeah. I find it terrifying. There seems to be no stomach for it or the, uh, let's say um, maybe better to say there's certainly no stomach for even talking about China on uh, the Democratic side of the, the spectrum here. I'm you know, I mean, I, I guess my my biases tend to be a bit more Republican. I'm a libertarian by, um, you know, nature, and I certainly don't want to see a conflict or anything like that. But what scares me a, about a lot of these Democrats is they just don't even want to mention that China's a bit of an issue here. I mean, <laughs> do you do you see any uh any, any light at the end of this tunnel here for the the Democrats or
17: Well, you know, and and I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm a libertarian as well. Um, you know, I like to I I like to, you know, try to be non-partisan, but I think part of the problem is that, you know, um Vice President Biden as a candidate is, is horribly flawed when it comes to the Chinese Communist Party, in particular, his son, Hunter Biden's relationship uh, and, you know, getting that Bohai Harvest $1.5 billion um, hedge fund started. So I think, you know, that I, it, it may stem from that. I don't know why, because, I, you know, I used to look at Nancy Pelosi and say, here, here's somebody that actually has been fighting against the Chinese Communist Party for a long time. And now all of a sudden she's gone silent. So it's the only thing that I can think of.
0: Brigadier General Robert S. Spalding, what website
17: can people follow you on? GeneralSpaulding.com and I'm on Twitter at Robert underscore Spaulding.
12: Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay,
1: you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally,
0: a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and
7: add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at anypayinc.com.